It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Do we not realize how special of a season this one Auburn Tiger had a year ago? Also, Zepp Jasper joins the show to talk about this offseason for Auburn basketball and pull out the brooms, folks. The Auburn Tiger swept South Carolina. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day. It's a Monday, so we are joined by Lindsey Crosby, the Auburn banker himself. And we will recap that Auburn baseball sweep against South Carolina later in the show as well as hear from Zepp. But look, Lindsey, I'm doing this new stat of the day thing on Twitter, and we're writing an article on each stat at AuburnDaily.com. But this one from last week I thought was pretty crazy. In 2021, Keandre Jones... Offensive guard, Keandre Jones, he was in pass protection on 416 plays. And he did not allow a sack. Really? So, just the, you know, the, the narrative, right, is this offensive line stinks. The offense isn't going to be able to do anything because of the offensive line. And while they may not be great at run blocking, the pass protection, I think, will be able to be there regardless of who wins the quarterback job. Yeah, I don't think I realized he was quite that good. And it kind of goes back to the reason, one, why you're doing this out of the day. Uh, but, yeah, no, we – we the concern here is, like, should not be on pass blocking in the offensive line. And I think a lot of people have the impression of the first two years of Bo Nix's career. And they don't look at last year – Bo being more successful statistically, and they don't attribute any of that to the offensive line. They assume it was all Bo uh, doing different things. 
having grown, and he did grow and mature as a player, but a significant portion of that was just also the offensive line blocking better for him and yeah. then him being better prepared to make things happen when the bro- the blocking finally broke down. Yeah, yeah. And so you look at the interior offensive line, which let's be clear here, it's easier to pass protect as a center or a guard than it is a tackle, significantly. Mm-hmm. One, who you're going up against. Two, you've got more bodies around you, and so there's just more mass and more things for the defensive line to navigate through. But still, impressive. 416 dropbacks, and you don't allow a sack. He did allow 10 quarterback hurries uh, last season. But once again, over 14 plays, I think you take that. I absolutely think you take that. So what does this mean for the offensive line moving forward? I think one is you have to build out, right? So we know Nick Brahms will be the starting center. Doesn't matter they didn't participate in spring. He's done like 30 springs because he's been here so dang long. He may have blocked for Bo Jackson. I don't know. He's been here a long time. And so you've got those two guys. This is a Brandon Council podcast. He's going to be the other guy. You'd have to think. I don't get the vibe that he really lost his job by not participating in spring. I, I just don't think that's a thing for, for him to come back. You know, there had to be conversations with him and the coaching staff. So I, I think that's there. It's the tackles. It has always been the tackles, it seems like. It will continue to be the tackles moving forward. But look, this is one thing that we just don't want to talk about. But like, Broderi's hand was not good in pass protection. He just wasn't. And so I think being able to push the reset button with Broham, and I like Broham. I think he's great. I wish him nothing but luck in the NFL um, because I think he's got I think he's got some traits that some teams may give him a chance on late in draft or possibly free agency. But the... Uh, the fact that Zaire was as impressive apparently as he was over the spring should give you some hope in that right tackle spot. Do you want to give it to Troxel? And if that's the case to me, there's like still just one glaring weakness in all of this. And it's probably the right tackle spot, but all of the quarterbacks are right-handed. And so it's like, all right, you know, maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough for you to do that. And you've got tight end depth. Tight ends that are willing to block, throwing a chip block, or you know, you got running backs now. Uh, so, I I think the pass protection side of it is going to be okay. It, maybe I'm looking at this through orange and blue glasses. Maybe I'm being too positive here in April as we discuss this, but I'm not expecting any transfers, right? I, I think it would be silly at this point to expect a transfer offensive lineman this offseason. So I think what you got on the roster is is what you get going into the spring, Lindsay. Yeah, and I was going to bring up Zaire as the first guy who I think is going to be a big addition to this offense when he comes in. You talked about, I think it was two weeks ago, about his size, just how he fits more of that prototypical uh, offensive tackle mold, you know, the the taller guy, bigger wingspan. I mean, 6'7", 3'12". And so the whole big thing there was just he he had been injured, and then before that, he's just kind of newer to football. Uh, I think the right tackle spot, kind of like you mentioned, you'll you might see a couple different guys play there. You're definitely going to see some tight ends be involved in that, whether it's a chip, whether it's a true double team, things like that. And like you said, being on the quarterbacks, like not on their blind side, they can see that you can mitigate that somewhat. It's different than if your left tackle was bad and right. the quarterback can't see that coming. So I think they'll be good. Uh, I think they'll be better. And then the the question that I have is how well can they do a good enough job run blocking? Like, can they can they just get it to the point where Tank Bigsby has a chance to showcase his talent and pick up extra yards? Uh, and and I think that's the big unknown for me. I actually feel pretty good about them in pass protection. 
Yeah. I'm looking at this now, and it's saying that Broderius Hand did not give up a sack last year. That's crazy. That is crazy. But also, just looking at Killian Zaire's numbers for pro football focus, he played 176 snaps, or pass blocked, excuse me, on 176 snaps. He did not give up a sack. He did give up um, two quarterback kits and six pressures. So, a little bit higher of a number than you'd possibly want to see. But, I mean, over the course of a whole season, like if Auburn does that at his left tackle spot, you're probably okay with that. Yeah, I mean, no sacks, a couple hurries and hits. And and in the SEC, you're not going to play a tackle spot and not give up pressures to some of these incredibly athletic edge players of an Alabama, of a Georgia, of a Texas A&M, things like that. So I'm not incredibly bothered. I think part of that, too, is I'm looking at what we saw in spring. I'm looking at some of the natural growth that we're expecting from these guys as they enter year two of this offensive system. Uh, and and kind of projecting a, a bit and giving him a little more credit for work he hasn't necessarily done yet. But, you know, I do think he's going to be fine at left tackle. The question just is right. And, you know, is, is Troxel the guy? Do you have to plug somebody else in there? I mean, you've got a guy like a like redshirt freshman Garner Langlow. I think he's still a little young, 6'6", 300. Obviously, he's only been on campus for a year. You rarely see freshman offensive linemen play, but I think he's an option at tackle. Uh, if something happens with Troxel or somebody else. Yeah, and Langlo, um, Langlo cracked the two deep, so um, mm-hmm. maybe there's some upside there. Here it is. Broham, he did not give up a sack, but they have him giving up 21 pressures. So that's it. That's and just fine. about a full season, right? Like it was close mm-hmm. to a full season of starting for him. For, for Broham, it was 12 games, so 473 snaps. So, yeah. Yeah, there okay. you go. There you go. All right. Hey, Zepp Jasper had a lot of interesting things to say about his game, what he's working on this offseason, what the team is working on, and also maybe a little transfer nuggets. There is um, there's a big recruit on campus today, and Zepp is involved with that. So stay tuned right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. Absolutely delicious. They've got a ton of different flavors go to built.com you can check out all the different flavors of built bars also built puffs honestly guys i like the puffs more i i think they're good they're they're marshmallowy packed with protein they keep you full um you dip them in your coffee in the morning you will not regret it most built bars contain around 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein they keep you full what's not to like about that go to built.com use promo code locks 15 to get 15 percent off your order Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. Also, today's show brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens has a product called AG1. I take it every morning, and I've been doing it about two weeks now, and it's it, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. I, I don't get headaches anymore. I feel refreshed. I feel relieved. And all of the things that are in this concoction, I called it a potion last week. Um, it's, it changes the game. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews and they're recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts, um, all over the place. So be sure to check it out. Go to athleticgreens.com to check out everything they have going on. But right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop 
in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. It's like a little dripper. You drip a drop or two into your uh, Athletic Greens in the morning. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Joined for the first time in, in way too long, Auburn guard Zepp Jasper. Zepp, miss chatting with you on a weekly basis, man. How's the, uh, how's the offseason been treating you? Offseason been treating me pretty good, man. I'm glad to be back on here. You know, I miss it. Of course, man. Of course. No, we'll, we'll link up several times over the course of the way too long offseason. So what's it been like so far? Well, we're about a month or so um, after after the season kind of came to an end for you guys. What's been the process like? How do you kind of move on from a really impressive season? You guys went home a little bit earlier than you expected to. Uh, and now uh, I'm sure you're, you're balancing that while also preparing for next year. What's that like? Um, well, the off season, you know, we took a week off, you know, after we got the loss against Miami. Yeah. And then, you know, we came back with the with the mindset of, you know, we're gonna go hard for three weeks. Um, last Friday was our last last day of tough workouts. Um, we we do this thing called a circuit, the coach um coach D. And um it's a weight circuit. You you never stop with what you're doing. And um you know, it gets you bigger, stronger, faster, sore. And uh, we actually been doing basketball work. We actually been doing basketball workouts, basketball right. workouts with the coaches too. So like we do the circuits and then we do the basketball workouts. And I think this has been really good for us, you know, after the season. What kind of off season goals do you have? You mentioned getting bigger. I mean, is that something that you would like to to bring into the next season? Um, my off season goal is, you know, to get bigger stronger better make passes better make reads but my biggest thing um coming into next year um is being aggressive yeah that's my biggest thing in, in coming in um you know i didn't take a lot of shots you know i held back you know from a, from a lot of people you know with, with us having a you know a great great players like walker jabari wonder right. kd but um this year i looked to to be the person I am, the, the aggressive on offense and on defense um, to show people that I can score and, and can play defense at the same time, not just play defense, but I can score. How does that play into practice and preparation? Because, I mean, that's a, that's a mindset thing, right? Or is that something that you have to emulate in practice over the course of the offseason? Well, I always think it's a mindset thing. You know, only you can stop you. Nobody else can stop you, no matter who is if it's the coach, um, the players. If you got that in your mind that nobody can stop you, well, you can't be stopped. You see shots go in, they're gonna always go in, no matter who's in front of you, no matter if it's the best defender. And um, you know, I always had that offensive mindset in my game, but I also could, you know, be held back and, you know, shy away from it with my teammates because I got great teammates. I'm the one who who would take those responsibilities, you know, to take a step down, to be to be great for my teammates. That's what I like to do. I like to be there for my team, no right. matter what I have to do. 
So if you take on a more aggressive role, what does that make the offense look like? Because, I mean, the three guards, all you guys are coming back, KD and Wendell, they're pretty aggressive offensively as well. So what does that balance look like, or is that something you guys have to work on? Um, well, I think with all, all three of us being aggressive, it, it, it dictates the defense. Um, it dictates how they guard us. Yeah. And, um, you know, we really haven't talked about the freshmen, you know, coming in yet, but we shall see, you know, how they fit in with the players we have now, which I believe they're going to fit in perfectly with us. But, um, you know, the, the four, the, the big man, the four man, Johan, um, I think he's going to be a great player. And um, I can't wait to play with him. Can't wait to see him in practice, get the bond with him, get to jail with him, you know, and just see how, you know, how you take things in. Yeah. Have have you talked to Johan Traore yet? I mean, a huge get, you know, Jabari and and uh, Kessler enter the draft. And it's like, man, where's the size going? How How's Auburn going to kind of get big down low again? It's like, okay, that's the first step is getting a guy like Traore, I mean, his high school stuff is ridiculous. Like, it is crazy. The dude seems like he can do a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. It seems like he can do a little bit of everything. He stretched the floor. Um, he can run the floor. Um, he he kind of got a different game than Jabari. Sure. Um, but, you know, that pickup was great. He's going to be a great addition. And like I said, I can't I can't wait to, you know, get that mindset in him of that dog mentality. My, my thing is to get – dog mentality until people, you know, when they first get to this program, um, to play, play free, play aggressive, but also know we're not backing down from no one. You're going to come, you're going to come in here and you're going to learn. You're going to learn from us. You're going to learn from the older guys and learn that we want to come in every practice, every game and play as tough as nails. Yeah. So, we all see Jabari and Kessler, I mean, what they did on the floor and obviously they both had amazing seasons and hopefully they get taken high in the NBA draft. But what, what's the stuff that is going to be hard to replace that we don't get to see Zep, the stuff in practice, the stuff in the locker room, who, who has to step up and fill those certain types of roles? Well, with this team, we're going to have next year, you know, like I said, we got a lot of older guys. Yeah. Um, coming back. Um, I just think, you know, with Jabari and Walker leaving, stuff is going to be taken more serious. You know, Jabari, he was the best player in college basketball last year. Right. Walker was one of the, was one of the best shot blockers in the game last year. Maybe yeah. was the best. And um, that can't be replaced. Those two people can't be replaced. It's like you have to change your style. Um, mm. Who are you going to go to in late games? Jabari, was, he was a great closer. Walker was a person you can always count on no matter what. Um, no matter if it was on the court or off the court, he was a great dude. Um, great positivity. And um, it's like, who are we going to go to in the locker room to have that positivity, to have to have a person we can count on? And, um, you know, I just think I'll take that role and, you know, having that positivity in the locker room and, you know, just getting guys together. A lot of speculations up on the portal. Obviously, last season you went into the portal. Now you get to see all the portal madness happening from the other perspective, folks potentially coming in. What has that been like to you? I mean, do you track or are you told when Auburn goes after certain guys or or is this just kind of something you're finding out when we find out? Um, well, sometimes I find out when y'all when y'all find out, but sometimes I, I kinda like track it. Um 
and stuff like that because I want to see who's coming in, who might be coming in. And, um, you know, we're looking for additions to, to replace Walker and Jabari and Devin Cambridge. So, you know, we need key pieces. We need pieces to get over the hump. You know, as last year, we didn't get over that hump against Miami. So we need we need guys who are ready to come in and, and play Auburn basketball and be great players and be unselfish teammates and teammates that want to win. So I always look in the portal and look at guys who can fit in with Auburn basketball. How many portal guys do you think um, you think Auburn fans should expect to come in? Maybe two or three. Two, I say maybe two. Two, maybe two. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're they're looking at uh, all the bigger guys. You know, Broom, the kid from Moorhead State. It seems to be um, one of them, but. Uh, a big recruit, as we record this Sunday afternoon, it'll go up Monday, but a big recruit in town today, Julian Phillips. Um, what do you think about a guy like that? How, how, how are our chances with a guy like him? Well, I think our, our chances are 50-50. Um, he's a great player. He does a lot He does a lot of great things. You know, um, he's actually connected with my AU team, Overstar Southeast, um, who's coached by Kurt Wheeler. And... Um, you know, I heard he's a great kid, a guy who wants to win, a guy who wants to make the make the leap to the NBA. And um, I just hope we get the kid because, you know, I love his game. I feel like he can have that dog mentality in him. I feel like he won't back down from no one. And I feel like he'll love, you know, Auburn. I feel like this would be a good place for him. Right. No question. No question. Zep, thank you so much for your time, as always, man. And uh, enjoy the rest of the offseason. We'll link up again maybe next month sometime. No doubt. Appreciate you. Thank you so much to Zep Jasper. We will jump into Auburn baseball sweep. Hope you got your brooms out as Lindsay jumps back into the conversation. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs as NBA is heating up as well as Major League Baseball. Um, speaking of Major League Baseball, I beat Lindsay in fantasy this week, so that's hilarious. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Check it all out at Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's show also brought to you by Fetch Me. Fetch Me Home Delivery is the most convenient way to get your family's meal delivered to you whenever you want. If you're in the Auburn, Opelika, or Lee County area, and you just don't feel like going to pick up dinner or lunch, you're stuck in the office, you can't get out, Fetch Me is the easiest and most cost-effective way to do it. And it's Auburn folks bringing it to you. It's local people. They actually hire these folks. They're not on contractors, so they get to control the process. And you know that these fetchers are being taken care of. So check it all out at FetchMeDelivery.com. Also, they now deliver alcohol with the new state laws for the state of Alabama. You can check that out at fetchmealcohol.com. They'll have it to your door in no time. Fetchmedelivery.com or fetchmealcohol.com. Lindsey Crosby, Auburn baseball. You got your broom out? You got the broom out for the sweep? First sweep in three years? That seems so long. I would not have guessed that going into it, but hey, they found a way to get it done. Yeah, and it's if you think about it, Last year, tough season. Butch has talked about that. 2020, you lost most of the season, so right. 2019. But, no, uh, what we saw this weekend, a lot of, uh, whether it's coming from behind, scoring late, 
uh, pitching sticking into it. And then you saw a lot of two specific guys in the bullpen, Carson Skipper and closer Blake Burkhalter. Uh, those three guys throw all three games. They tried both- to do different things. They tried to hand it off to, to other guys, but bad stuff kept happening. Yeah, and in the end, it all came back to Skipper and Burkhalter coming in here and, and, and shutting it down. And Auburn gets a sweep. And the thing that I love now is Auburn is in a good position to get a top four seed in the SEC tournament and then to potentially be able to host a regional as we get to postseason. you got four SEC series left. And this team was was voted by the by media to be worse than the SEC. We're talking about them possibly hosting a regional. Yeah. You'll love to see yep. it. Yep, and fighting for a top four seed. Uh, in the SEC tournament up in Hoover in a few weeks. Crazy, crazy. And boy, do they have their uh, their work cut out for them over the next few weekends. We'll talk about that in just a second. But let's look at the sweep. You mentioned the bullpen. Obviously, huge weekends uh, of, for for the the bullpen, specifically Skipper and Burkhalter. But who else stood out to you? Who else made this sweep possible, Lindsay? So catcher Nate LaRue just went absolutely nuclear this week. And he's a guy that... Nuclear Nate? Nuclear Nate. Butch Thompson has talked about as like this is the most he's gotten to be involved on a day-to-day basis in his college career. And as he has, like as he's been doing that, he's been getting better and better, whether it's offensively, his defense is getting even better. So this this weekend, four for eight, five RBIs, one home run, a double, a stolen base. And a defensive caught stealing, which I believe he's either six for eight on the season at catching base runners or eight for 10. But either way, you don't steal against Nate LaRue, which is not something that you can say for a lot of catchers in general. I think in, right. in MLB, the success rate's around 30 or so percent on catching bait stealers. So him being at 75% is pretty nice. Delicious. Uh, just great weekend, uh, calls a good game, gets the pitchers in a good tempo, and really is able to help them hit their marks, help them stay on pace, and help them get over the occasional bad or non-competitive pitch. Right. So huge part of the weekend was Nate LaRue. Yeah, that, that's exciting. What about um, what about a pitcher? You want to single out a pitcher from this weekend? You lobbed up the ball for me to crush it on Joseph Gonzalez. I you know you did. You can talk about him. You can but talk about him. I was say, we, we can. Share that, stat, share that stat that you told me before we started recording. Okay. So Joseph Gonzalez now has three consecutive starts of at least seven innings pitched with no walks. Stupid. He has pitched 24 innings in the last three SEC series with a total of four earned runs, no walks. He has already being a batter in the last month and being walked by Joseph Gonzalez. Cause I can't, I can't imagine that. Literally nobody knows what that feels like. Yep. It's crazy. Crazy. So even Jolene disagrees. So, but no, like Joseph Gonzalez and I've been talking about Gonzalez now for a year and a half. I feel like, I mean, like you've heard this from me. I do want to give props to Blake Burkhalter and he's been in a position where he's had to throw three consecutive days. He threw on Tuesday. He got the win on Tuesday. So he's thrown in four games this week. Uh, but this weekend, three and two-thirds innings, one hit, no runs, seven strikeouts, and three saves, which gets gives him 11 on the season, which leads the SEC in saves. That's crazy. That's Just, crazy. If you want to buy his shirt, by the way, 
closing time, aushirts.com. aushirts.com. It's actually really funny. He mentioned, he talked about that. So on Friday night, Friday was 90s night at the ballpark. So they're playing a bunch of 90s music and they play closing time from Semisonic uh, when he, you know, as he's warming up on the mound there to start the ninth. And he's like, you know, we just put the shirt out and then they start playing closing time in the ballpark. And I'm like, well, I can't screw this up now. And so he reaches back and pulls out 98, which he told me after the game, fastest pitch he's ever thrown in competition. That's awesome. Uh, to get the final out of the game uh, and, and, and seal game one for Auburn. So uh, as much as I want to give pitcher of the week to Joseph Gonzalez, because I obviously do, it's, it's Blake Burkhalter. Pitcher of the yeah. week. And you can get that closing time shirt at aushirts.com. Yeah, and I forgot that he pitched Tuesday, too. I forgot about that. Um, why, why is he pitching midweeks? That doesn't make sense to me. So typically you want to give your pitching staff an opportunity to, to throw a bullpen midweek and Auburn was trying some different things, but ultimately did not want to lose that midweek game. And so they pulled him on, they, they brought him out on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, let him throw on. That was a surprisingly close game. If I remember right, that game actually went to extras. That Alabama State game went to extras. It was it was a walk. Nate Larue walk off. Nate, right? they, they, Nate Larue walked it off. So, yeah. So they went to extras because 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 Blake Rambush uh, had the game tying hit in the bottom of the ninth. So yeah, Burkhalter came in to keep the game close. Typically, you wouldn't use your closer in a midweek. You'd let him throw a bullpen after the game, but they needed to use him because they didn't want to lose that game. When you're looking at RPI, you're looking at postseason seeding, every victory matters. And then for those midweeks, it's more important to not lose a midweek, especially to a team outside the top 200 in RPI like Alabama State was. They came in, they had a great game plan. Uh, they had a, a a pitcher that Auburn just couldn't pick up the the, the changeup on, and it it worked out for them. But Auburn's four now this week. Uh, they were excited about the D. Davis news from uh, the night before. Yeah, they they said, "Hey, we're getting D Davis. We're going out. We're avenging our boy. Yeah, let's we're just take do this." Auburn. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, but no, Auburn's four and zero this week. And as you head into Tennessee and then Arkansas, uh, you're at a you're in a position where consensus is you need 18 conference wins to to be able to host a regional. So Auburn has to pick up, I believe, it's seven wins over the next four series. So you've got 12 games. You need to win seven. And if you generously assume that they're going to take one game from the national number one Tennessee and the SEC West number one um, Arkansas, who as of Sunday is number two in the rankings, then if they get one game from each of those, they can go five and one against Alabama at home and Kentucky on the road and hit that magic number of 18 before you get into the SEC tournament. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. And I, I just don't think... I just don't think they're going to get swept in Knoxville. And maybe I'm crazy. Seriously, maybe I'm just ignorant to this. But the fact that they get Arkansas at home is going to be really, really exciting. That ballpark was very, very loud this weekend. I mean, I was there. Incredibly loud ballpark. Capacity crowd on Saturday. And Tennessee, whether we like it or not, Tennessee has looked vulnerable. Uh, they were down to Florida today. On Sunday, as we record this, um, they, I mean, they lost that, that midweek. They dropped one of three to Alabama. And so recently, ever since they swapped to Woodbats for that one midweek game, they've looked a little bit more uh, 
unlike the Monstars and more just like a regular team. Yeah, so, a really good team instead of like a legendary team. Exactly. They've just looked like they're really good versus being the best baseball team to ever play the sport in college. Right. So, yeah, you pick up a game in each series, and Auburn could win that Arkansas series. You've got two weeks between now and then. A lot can happen, whether it's injury, whether it's ineffectiveness, whether it's just Auburn gets hot and goes out against Kentucky. But if you can pick up two of those, and then you can sweep one of those two series, win the other one, you're, you're hosting a regional. That'd be wild. That would be a crazy thing to see. Lindsay, how can people find you, hear you, read you, support you, all that good stuff? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked on MLB Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. You can find it on Twitter. Send your questions in uh, there at Locked on Farm. And then my writing, obviously, AuburnDaily.com. The Auburn baseball piece for, uh, from the weekend is already up. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And once again, support these baseball players. Go to AUShirts.com. We'll be back tomorrow for a little Charlie Tuesday action right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.